Hello and welcome to Pocket Potential. Our aim here is to help you to maximize your potential by taking small steps in the right direction. Now let's jump into the show. Welcome back. I'm your host, Paul Croswell, and I hope you're having an amazing day so far. Today, we're going to talk about how to stop buying unnecessary stuff. Specifically, I'm going to be sharing four focuses that gives me immediate empowerment to change my purchasing habits. But before we dive into today's episode, I want to let you know that I've recently released my latest mental health guide. I'll include a link to the download page in the description of this episode. I made this guide because a lot of people that I come across are held back by what I'm going to call minor mental health obstacles. These are issues that are definitely not severe as far as mental health goes, but they're big enough to impact your day-to-day life. And you may be impacted by this without even knowing it. These minor mental health obstacles can hinder your focus, they can slow down your productivity, and simply keep you from functioning at your highest level as a leader, as a husband, as a friend, and so on. And no one wants to live like that, at least no one that I know. So I've compiled a list of the five best ways to boost your mental health quickly in an easy and safe way that actually has lasting impact. So if you or someone you know could use something like this, just follow the link to the download. It is completely free, so go ahead and make the best use of that content. Now let's jump into today's episode where we talk about how to stop buying unnecessary stuff today. I want to clarify right off the bat that today's content is not intended for someone with a diagnosed compulsive buying disorder. I recommend seeking professional counseling advice for that. Today's content is more for someone who wants to make a strategic shift in their life and may just need a little structure to help make it happen. And that's what today's content is really designed to do. Now, I remember the first time I learned about retail therapy and what it is. And if you don't already know what it is, for my sake, please pause and go and look it up. I promise it'll blow your mind. But in short, retail therapy is when you go shopping for no other reason than to boost your mood. This is an actual therapeutic practice that can be prescribed and it does have some benefits to us, you know, in in doing it. And I don't know about you, but my jaw literally dropped when I learned about this, as you can probably guess from my reaction as I'm telling you uh, about it. And I couldn't stop thinking about how much of a valid reason this gives me to spend all my money. I mean, after all, it is for my emotional and mental health. I mean, who can argue with that? The answer is my wife. My wife My wife can argue with that. Now, <laughs> now as humorous as it was for me to learn about this, I couldn't overlook the immense negative impact that extreme retail therapy, aka emotional spending, could have on me and so many others. I mean, how often have you gone out and made a purchase that you really didn't need, you know, just bought it because it made you feel good in that moment, only to experience buyer's remorse shortly after? Now, in learning all of this, I immediately started to spot this bad habit in my own life and decided I wasn't okay with it, so I was going to work to undo it. And like most, I started by going to the extreme opposite at first, choosing to become a minimalist. And while I am still a minimalist, my motive for choosing this lifestyle matured past this point, thankfully. And I'll share more on that in another episode, maybe. But eventually, I stumbled across these four focuses that gave me immediate empowerment 
to change my purchasing habits. I found that when I kept these four things in mind, I had the power to say no to things I was tempted to buy that I really didn't need. And on the other hand, when I forgot these four things or pushed them to the side or just overlooked them, that I would make purchases that I would quickly regret. Now, before we jump into the rest of the content and the four focuses themselves, I want to take a moment to thank you for your support of The Pocket Potential. And if you are new to the show and would like to support it, there are two main ways that you can do that. You can uh, share this episode with a friend, family member, or coworker that you think it'll be a benefit for, or leave a positive review on a platform that you listen to the show on. Doing either or both of these things are a massive help to us in helping the show to grow in content as well as in quality. So thanks again so much for your amazing support. Now let's jump back into our content. Now here are the four focuses that can help you to avoid making unnecessary purchases. Focus number one, is to focus on experiences, right? This is probably the biggest help for me when I'm really tempted to buy something that I really don't need. As I pause and consider the purchase, I'll stop and ask myself, would I rather have this new thing that may get old to me in, I don't know, a week, a month, or whatever, or would I rather save up for some awesome adventure? I mean, my wife and I have a bunch of things that we'd love to do and places that we'd love to go, you know, as soon as we figure out how to navigate a COVID world. But when I when I pause and ask this question of, well, a new thing or a new adventure, it's often a really easy uh help for me in a really clear step back from the ledge of extreme retail therapy and back into reality and and I really may not need a new pair of sunglasses or, or whatever it is. Focus number two is to focus on developing new skills. When it comes to money, you can either spend it or invest it. That's something you've probably heard me say before and you'll most likely hear me say it again, because I truly do believe it. And I use a pair of sunglasses in, uh, you know, my exa- as an example for the first focus, but it also works here is, you know, when you buy a new pair of sunglasses, unless, you know, you had one pair before and that pair broke and you really need it, then yeah, you know, it's a necessary purchase. But if you're just adding to a collection of a bunch of sunglasses that you already have and you can use any one of them to, to accomplish the same thing, then you're just spending your money. This That's something that's not going to appreciate in value over time. It's not going to bring you value in the long term either. Whereas an investment uh, of your money outside of, you know, directly investing as far as stocks and, you know, all that stuff, an investment can look more like getting the guitar lessons that you've always wanted or taking that photography class or that creative writing course um, or a dance class. These are, are things that you can do that leave you with a new skill, a skill that you can use to bring value to yourself at another point in life if you should choose to, right? So that's what makes it an investment because it brings you value in a long term or can bring you value in a long term if you would like to. And new skills generally never lose their value, whereas new things often do, and they do quickly. Focus number three is to focus on improving instead of impressing. 
most poor purchases are made from a place of insecurity. Uh, like trying to impress or please people whose opinion may carry more weight to you than they should in the first place. Thoughts such as, what will they think if they see me in the same shirt twice this week, have to be replaced with, how can I take bigger steps towards my goals this week? You know, you, you take your power back, so to speak, when you stop living to impress people, when you stop uh, living in a way that leaves you enslaved to what people may think about you, when for the most part, people aren't thinking about you at all because our culture is full of people who are thinking about themselves. And so it will be a massive benefit to you. And like I said, you take your power back when you stop living for people's opinions and start living out your purpose, whatever your purpose happens to be, or, or more intentionally moving towards your goals. And focus number four is to focus on your budget. And this is probably the easiest one to guess as far as our topic for today. But a simple way to anchor your goals uh, to your everyday life is through a budget. Documented goals with clear details such as deadlines and financial boundaries can serve as healthy guidelines or guardrails for combating poor purchasing habits. And a good budget, when you've actually spent the time to develop one that works well for you, will give you a clear spending cap that lets you know when it's time to put your wallet away and stop looking at things, you know, turn in the opposite direction of the mall or your favorite store or whatever it might be and just go home. Um, or, you know, if you are home, move away from Amazon or wherever it is you shop online, right? So that those are the, the four focuses that can help you to avoid making unnecessary purchases. Focus number one, focus on building or developing experiences over just accumulating stuff. Focus number two, focus on developing new skills as opposed to new things or purchasing new things. Uh, focus number three, focus on improving yourself instead of impressing others. And finally, focus number four, focus on your budget. If you don't have a budget, that may be a good place to start. And our question for today is, do you already have a way to keep yourself from making unnecessary purchases? Maybe as you listen to this episode, you realize you already have some kind of built-in way to safeguard yourself against extreme retail therapy. What I shared above is by no means an exhaustive list, uh, and so I would love to hear from you. What do you do, if anything, to safeguard yourself uh, from extreme retail therapy or emotional spending? Send me an email or send me a message. Um, you can find the link to send the message in the description of this episode uh, letting me know what it is you do to combat extreme retail therapy in your own life, right? And that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to The Pocket Potential. My goal, as always, is to help you to take a small step in the right direction. If you like and support this podcast, as mentioned before, there are a few things you can do. Um, however, if you didn't already subscribe, go ahead and do that. Um, if you already subscribe, you can share this episode or leave a positive review on whatever platform you listen on. It is very helpful to us when you do that, like I said. And always remember that a small step in the right direction is a big, big deal. All right. Until next time.